Hey, hey, everybody, it's Tim Gillette, and this is the Tim Gillette Show. I know the show's got my name into it, but it isn't about me. I just had to call the show something because I wanted to interview some of the most interesting people out there, just like you. You're interesting, and you've got a story. You have a story, and you're trying to change the world just like today's guest is. Today's guest, I kind of know this person a little bit, all right? I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say we're close friends, but by the end of the show today, we're going to be close friends. You know how this show works. I bring them on. I interview them. I ask them interesting questions about them and their business. You go check out their business, and just maybe there's a match made in heaven between someone who's watching, like you, all right, and our guest today. Terry Lynn Yonke is going to be our guest today, and I know Terry for a bit. We're going to find a little bit more about her and her business. Ready? Here we go. Hey, Terry, how are you today? Hey Tim, nice to be here. Thank you. So, so where are you where 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 are you attended from? All right, are you up there in the cold Wisconsin? I am. I'm in Madison, Wisconsin, and I know we met each other in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yep, I remember when you were in Dallas here in North Dallas. You know, we're we're we're, we're the the cool center of the universe is North <laughs> Dallas. Just saying. Well, I just want to let you know that Madison is directly north. And so it, it has that whole same feel of the center of the, the country. You know, it's just that Dallas has that little bit of swag. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know what I mean? Despite the thing, I don't think we wear as many cowboy hats as they think we wear down here. <laughs> Do they wear them up there? And do they wear them up there in, in Madison? I'm curious. Um, not many cowboy hats. More of the baseball cap type or cheesehead hat. Now, now there, there is a famous blogger that I follow from uh, from up there. I don't know if you'd know him, Charlie Be Beans or something like that. He's like this really interesting guy from Wisconsin. Well, there are a few interesting people up here. You know, even though it's cold, I don't happen to know him, but okay. um, there are definitely interesting ones. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm curious. Now you moved up there, all right? Now are you a Cowboys fan still, or, <laughs> or are you now a, a Green Bay Packers fan? Oh, you laugh, Tim. You laugh. Okay, so I was born here in in Wisconsin. So when you're born in Wisconsin, it is a, a lifetime right that you are a Packers fan. Now, I do have to say for those four years I lived in Dallas that the next team I cheered for, which was really hard at first, was the Cowboys. Um, but, um, but when they played each other, mm, not so much. Well, you see, I grew up in Philadelphia, so I had two favorite teams. The Philadelphia Eagles being my utmost favorite, and the second favorite team is whoever's playing Dallas. <laughs> That's great. That's, That's what you've got to use when you're from Green Bay or from Wisconsin. You've got to use that one, all right? Come on. <laughs> That's a good one. I think I'm going to adopt that, Tim. <laughs> so uh, how long ago was it that you went back up to Wisconsin now? Has it been what, a year or two now? Has it been? Yeah, so it was in August of 2019. And um, when I uh, packed my car um, and drove on up to Wisconsin, my family is still all here. And so I um, came here to finally be with my family. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, I do know that, you know what I mean, other than your business, which uh, we'll get to in a minute, 
you also, I mean, you and I met through the E-Women chapter here in Dallas, all right? But I understand you're you're still leading a chapter up there now, are you? Yes, yes. So I became a member in E-Women Network when I started my company in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And um, it was right after the convention there that I, I, that I hopped in the car and headed up here. And I thought, you know, when you belong to E-Women Network, you, when you belong to one, you belong to them all. So I was really excited to join the Madison Network. Mm-hmm. And um, then I found out there wasn't one. <laughs> and so I started one. That's that's good. I mean, well, you know, I mean, let's face it. Um, you know, when it comes to e-women, all right, you girls, ladies, as I was told, I have to say so often, I want to call you girls because I'm just a boy. Uh, but you ladies, all right, are some of the most unique networkers. And I found almost all of the women I connected with through E-Women are leaders. So like, you know what I mean? Okay, it's not getting done. I'll take the leadership reins and go do it. And is that something that's driven you? Um, Yes, it's an amazing group of ladies. um, And they inspire me. And that's what I really loved about them is that, you know, I was getting going in my business. And I looked up to the people who are at different stages in their business and going, I want to do that too. Mm -hmm. Um, And so but but Tim, you're a member too of eWebin Network. Yes, uh, I, I, I'm a member. Uh, I joined here in the Dallas area when Jens was in charge of our chapter. Now uh, uh, we have Suzanne Johnson, or Suzanne Johns, basically, you know, another great leader here in the Dallas area. Uh, but then again, we've got eWomen Harry headquarters, so we're going to have leaders. <laughs> that is totally correct. And that, that was kind of cool to join that chapter mm-hmm. with the national headquarters, or I should say global headquarters being right there. Yeah, literally in our backyard. So, so let's talk about your business a little bit. All right, you actually have a very unique business, and you talk about being, you know, doing events, which is something that I've been doing for eight years. But events, tell us a little bit about the business. Okay, so um, I kind of fell into this business. Um, I was a corporate uh, apparel executive most of my life, and that's what brought me to Dallas was a job. And I kept on moving for the jobs, and I had big jobs. And the time, you know, it's a very volatile industry, and someone came in and purchased the company, a new owner came in and and decided to trim the force, and I was out of a job. And and what you do is you just find your next job. And in Mm -hmm. doing that, I found I had no longer any passion to do that any longer. And when I moved to Dallas, it was a unique time in my life. I was newly divorced after 20 years. I was a new empty nester, so I was kind of alone. And so I got there and I'm going, how am I going to meet people? And so I started a meetup group. And it was for singles of a certain age. Not going to share. No. <laughs> um, it was the 20 somethings. We're still stuck there, folks. Yeah. You know, sometimes we bumped into those 20 somethings, which was kind of funny. Yeah. But I started this meetup group and it just kept on growing and it, it and the events kept on getting bigger and bigger. And I was doing this while I was working my job, but this group grew to 3,000 people. And when the time came, I was talking to my new my friends in Dallas and going, you know what? I think it's time to start my own company. I just don't know what that looks like. And they looked at me and they said, Terry, you do events. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, my gosh, yes. And, I, and you know what, Tim? I've been doing them my whole life. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? I've seen some of the events because, of course, you, don't, you know, I, I investigated a little bit about what you were doing before you had done <laughs> a show. And I'm like surprised at some of the events and stuff you've done. 
But let's face it, in the past 12 months, the event world has been turned on its head from someone who does events and has deposits at hotels. <laughs> I understand this. <laughs> Yeah, I would say 2020 for the whole event industry, along with many other industries, was not good. Anything where people gather isn't a good thing to be in. Yeah. But you know what, Tim, and just like you know, you doing your podcast show, um, and you have been doing that for a while, but for me, I've learned a whole new set of skills. So now I can do virtual events. Mm -hmm. and um, And so... A year ago, last March, my first virtual event, again, eWomen Network, pushed yeah. me to do a virtual event. I yeah. had a personal Zoom account. I didn't even know how to share PowerPoint slides or do breakout rooms. And now I have an account that holds up to 500 for either meeting or webinar, do virtual summits, mm -hmm. and, um, and other kinds of events, you know, online, and, and make sure that they're a good experience. So, I mean, it's interesting. Now, my, my coach and mentor, which you know, Craig Duswalt, right? You know what I mean? I don't know if you know Craig. Yeah, Craig was my mentor. And Craig, he had to switch stuff to doing virtually. And I remember our first mastermind virtually. He spent the night before on the phone with me and on Zoom on how to use Zoom. Now he can teach me things about Zoom. Because, like, again, all right, nothing, I think, nothing gets you to get into your business more than the, uh, uh, the mother of, uh, you know what I mean? Necessity. Like uh, you, you have to, so you had to learn virtual events. How good are you at them now? Oh my God. I know every single button and I do the beta things with mm -hmm. zoom now too. And so I even project myself onto a PowerPoint slide and do kind of fun tricks that no one knows about. Mm -hmm. Um, and I help others with it too, you know, because that is kind of the spirit of eWomen Network is lift others as you climb. So if anyone needs help with Zoom, I help them with Zoom. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, well, you know, we, we've been doing our events uh, in a unique way. We've been using StreamYard. All right. Have you looked into other things other than Zoom or have you basically, you know what, I'm locked in this. This is my specialty. I'm going to stick with it. Well, I think there's a comfortableness about Zoom because that's what most people are using. So when it comes to events where there are people, I mean, there's still some people still trying to figure out Zoom, you know, so there is, you know, that kind of um, comfort level with attendees. Um, so Zoom is my go-to. However, mm -hmm. I have used other event platforms um, and they, there's, and Oh my gosh, there are so many now, yeah, you know, yeah. because there's a lot of creative types that have come out with everything from things on phones to different type of um, like, you know, like StreamYard or AirMeet or, you know, just so many different kinds. Um, but they each kind of try to pick up an aspect of being a little bit more like in person. Mm -hmm. is kind of what I feel a lot of them are trying to do. So there's some where you go in and you sit at a table and you have a conversation. There's meeting play where you're meeting one-on-one, -on -one, like speed dating, you know, and, mm -hmm. and have um, those type of things. That's good for a networking um, type of event. And there are people now creating worlds, virtual mm -hmm. worlds, where you can create an avatar of yourself, walk around, you know, go to different booths, and it pops up in a video. You can go, actually, this one, um, purple world um, when you go to a beach and you could go to you know kind of like just rest you know like you were actually at like a convention and 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 things like that so they're are trying and everyone's trying to make it feel more like in person yeah yeah 
So, I mean, but, you know, it's it's great that everybody's coming out with them. I didn't know if you were experimenting with them. I, I, I kind of have stuck to my two, Zoom and, and, and StreamYard. And, you know, but I'm hearing a lot of people doing all these different things. And then you see the Tony Robbins thing where basically it's a studio and they've got like this big old screen. I'm like, I'm not. Uh, first of all, this is the self-doubt in Tim. I'm not into that budget because I look at that and I think, cha-ching. And like, I'm scared, but I'm not saying that there's not. But that technology is coming. Do you agree? Oh, yes. And in the Tony Robbins way or the Sandra Yancey, even when she does her virtual events, is kind of like that way, too, yeah, yeah. where it's the whole studio. It's all the screens. You know, it's kind of American Idol did it. You know, America's Got Talent did it. It's kind of like that whole broadcast effect. Now, that cha-ching is actually very right. Um, it's it's cha-ching, it needs lots of people, there's lots of cameras, there's lots of technology, but there's a way to just up-level it just a little bit by on Zoom with um, like a, a talented videographer um, who knows how to broadcast. And and I, I know of some of those people um, that do exist that if my client wants to just up-level it, maybe not go to the full production, um, but wants to just up-level it for a little bit more professional appearance there are ways to do it that aren't as expensive mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but I mean are, are you now though uh, looking as 2021 you know things are starting to open up a little bit here in Texas like things kind of opened up if you, if you want but are you now looking with your clients to, to go back into doing some live events or are you going to do a mixture of them what's the future going to be for your business so the future will be both Mm -hmm. um, I think what we have learned is that there are a lot of benefits of both. Mm -hmm. um, there's nothing better than an in-person event. Amen. Um, or, just, I'm just agreeing with you on yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. So there's nothing better than that. And so thankfully, I am. I already have some booked. I have some proposals out. And so I am personally so excited. When they started lifting kind of the guidelines in different areas, because every area has their different guidelines. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one of the things as an event person, wherever I do the event, I have to check into that. But they're loosening pretty much everywhere and at just different levels. You probably heard me scream in jubilation when this started happening because that means our businesses are coming back um, however there, there's things about virtual events that really people like you know they're a little bit more convenient there's not as costly you don't have to pay for a hotel room and food and time away and you're you can attract audiences that are larger and so it's going to be a combination um, I, uh, what a lot of people are doing is kind of going virtual event, virtual event, leading up to a live event type of mm -hmm. type of situation yeah. or, or in-person event, I should say, not live event, because the, the events can be live, whether they're virtual or in person. Um, and then um, some people are exploring the whole hybrid where it's both you have both audiences and i just want to say that's really cool but it's really a pain in the butt <laughs> you know for um for you know for everyone involved because yeah. basically you have an in-person audience you have an online audience and the ideal thing to do is connect the two yeah, yeah, and and you don't want any of them to feel bad. You want both of them to feel good. So so that's kind of a that requires some cha-ching, extra bucks, yeah, and um and uh, more people because you're going to actually you're running two events at the same time and merging merging them. 
So, I mean, like tomorrow morning, and I'm sure you know the guy here in Dallas, I'm going to uh, to Bill Wallace's Success North Dallas. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure you know Bill, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I used to go to that. Yeah. Yeah. So Bill's doing the the live and virtual. I I I, I live. I'm I'm really icky on the virtual still, even though I host virtual events. I still want to go to Bill's live. It's an experience to be in the room live. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but this idea of people doing the you know half one half for the other, I am getting down to the point personally where I want I want my virtuals to be virtual and my lives to be live. And do you have other clients who are that who are like me? <laughs> oh, oh, definitely. Course, minute, uh, shall we say uh, stuck in our ways? Like, me. <laughs> but, but truly, Tim, you know, when people say they're doing both, are they really doing it correctly? And so, some people will just record it, and and the and the virtual ones are just watching; they're not participating. Yeah. And and really, a true event has interaction and engagement, yeah. and 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 so to do it correctly is a pain in the butt. So a lot of people are opting to doing a combination, but separately, yeah. you know, and, I, and, and, and that is kind of what I see more of because it's really hard to do it correctly without making someone mad along the way, you know, of trying to do it together, you know? Um, and, you know, and, and, and I, I'm seeing it going out there and I, I think uh, the people who are doing the virtuals, um, you know what I mean? They've got someone else who's kind of running the virtuals, running the comments, running things like that to keep it, keep an engaged community on the virtual. Uh, whereas, you know, the, the people who I think are failing at it, they don't have somebody else. They're trying to do it all themselves, which is, which is the Tim way. Tim has been doing it all himself for years. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, though it's, it's unique The you know, I mean, you said you've gotten into this, you've been into this over the years. All right. Is there something that still thrills you about these live events that, that that makes you like still like a little girl? Oh my gosh! Well, well, first of all, I haven't done them for a year, and so just being able to do them, I was so excited. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing better than gathering people together, you know, and especially for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And and that's where kind of the other part of me comes out is that I concentrate on business events. And I have an MBA in marketing and I have, you know, I did that whole retail from retail and wholesale P&L responsibilities, had to get results, you know, type of person. And I take that with me with my events. And so mm-hmm. I'm not just a party person, even though a party's fun, <laughs> you know, and I don't mind a party. But what is the purpose of the event? What goals do you want to get out of it? You know, and events can do so much, you know, all at one time, you know, with it with so many different aspects of your business. It's really a great way to scale. And so why not build the event to do that? Mm-hmm. And and so that's what I'd love to do is when someone has a purpose and you bring people together and you see it all working, it just makes me feel so good. And mm-hmm. um, it makes me, you know, I don't, I am like that little girl, you know, it's just exciting. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I, I, I enjoy doing it. It's my passion. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, but, but, you know, there's different kinds of events out there. I do the business type events, whereas I try to make mine uh, like a cross between a mastermind and a seminar. All right. I'm sure you're working both businesses now, business events, trade shows. What is the spectrum of business or events that you, you cover and work with? Um, so business events has a, a wide you know, kind of a wide range. And so Mm -hmm. it ranges anything, anything that could help a person's business. Mm -hmm. And so that could be employees, 
you know, mm -hmm. it could be sharing information to employees, like even town halls and and um, team bonding and leadership summits. So it's that whole aspect. It could be the client, you know, kind of appreciating clients and showing appreciation in some way to the whole clients. And then it could be the whole keep the client happy, gain some additional clients, increase your sales and expand your brand awareness all in one. Um, and, and, and those are kind of like the summits, the conventions, you know, um, and things like that. But, you know, master. In the, and then you can use it for spreading of education and for help, you know, like what kind of the ones that sound like you do. And, um, you know, so it, it's anything that can improve someone's, you know, expand someone's business, you know, improve the bottom line is a business event. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, versus the weddings, the anniversaries. And, and you know what, Tim, I even did, you know, for a friend, an online birthday party. <laughs> so <laughs> with a band, with um, prizes, with storytellings, with videos, with pictures, and we all had a fun time. <laughs> wow. I never, you know, I never thought about that uh, and doing the, you know, those type uh, events. Um, yeah, I've been doing, trying to do, I've been just trying to do virtual uh, and keep in touch with those people who are my mastermind. So uh, weekly we're doing stuff with my mastermind. We've got this great phenomenal going on every week, but then now live video, live events are coming up. I'm looking at normally I I've done over the years, I've done my events in May and November every year. And I am just not, I, I get it. Texas is open up. I'm just not ready to rent a ballroom for May mm -hmm. yet. I'm just like, I get the feeling that one's going to be a dip on the credit card. It's not going to pay for itself. I'm just not ready for that yet. Are you finding your clients are in the same shoes as me going? I'm a little scared. Yeah, I'm actually with my eWomen Network um, events, even though we can now do them, that just recently happened here in this area, mm -hmm. I'm not yet. And I'm, and I'm taking the pulse. You know, I, I think a lot of people are scared and rightfully so, you know, so it's going to be the, the more vaccinations, you know, the more um, that the numbers come down, people will feel more comfortable. And so, you know, so that's going to happen over time but like right now you know you you are definitely right on that while it's starting to happen that you can people aren't quite ready yet to do so or there's a mix you know so I, I take a poll I do so I use one of the zoom things and when I do my um, e-women network event and I do a poll asking when will they be ready and I'm in this time and I ask it for a small group versus a large group now I do have to say it's, you know, from other surveys I've done, outdoor events, people feel more comfortable with them than indoor events. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's about communicating what the safety standards are, how they will be different, that you're going to still follow socials, um, you know, social distancing and in practice that even if some states don't have masks anymore. Yeah. Um, and um, that, that just means that you have the freedom to wear a mask or not wear a mask. That's my opinion. Right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I still have to plan with a lot of contingencies just because of that. Like I have an outdoor event for 350 to 500 people planned in June. However, it's for an office park. It is an outdoor event. Mm -hmm. um, we can't, we're allowed to have it. But will the people be back in their offices? 
And that's all re relying on our schools back in session or our camps going on if in June, you know, and um, and if people will be there. And so I had to plan it not only for an outdoor event, you have to plan a rain date. And so I actually have to have a plan in place for four different dates, you know, the June regular and rain and then pushing it out till September regular and rain. Wow. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, wow. I never thought about that. And, and, you know, it's, it's, for me, it's like trying to deal with hotels because, you know, I'm trying to do these live events in hotels, you, you know, man, I'm at the mercy of dates and I do them like my May has always been a conflicting business event with, um, weddings. You know what I mean, cause <sighs> yep. my, my Saturday part of my event can run into a date of a wedding. And I've had one, one year I had to move one. I, I looked at a hotel where it was compromised with like a high school graduation thing. And it's like, you know what I mean? You're looking at moving things and going, oh my gosh, I got to pull these four dates. I couldn't imagine you doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, um, I'm, I'm kind of a proposal out there now for a retreat in the Chicago area um, in, in June. But mm -hmm. to your point, it's, it's going to be a little harder this year in a way because in, in the past, I could just look up when are the festivals, when are this. Now it's kind of like, is there a festival, yeah. you know, kind of like, and to your point, um, will there be other things like um, blocking the hotels that I want to, you know, possibly, you know, kind of contract with to have the event. And um, it's always a fun thing. It's, it's kind of, that's one of the fun things of event planning when you, especially with, when you're working with multiple people is yeah. getting out that calendar and they go, Oh, we want to have a hit this time. And then they go, Oh, but we're not available these dates. Then you're yeah. not available these dates. And then there's a holiday, those dates. And then it just leaves a couple dates available. And so <laughs> Um, yeah. And it's, it's, uh, originally, originally when I started my events, I was doing April and October every year. And then it eventually got switched to May and November, uh, because I, well, I, when I started the current things of the blog and video con November was like, Oh my God, there was all kinds of hotels open in November. Cause like the beginning of November, like everybody's kind of, okay, we're done. Like, <laughs> It was so easy to find an event space in November. I was like, oh, I never thought about that. But then I got into the six months thing and hit May. And I'm like, oh, my God, now I'm dealing with graduations, graduation parties. Uh, you know, It's like, yeah. So there's always a lose on something. Anyway, you got to learn to balance with what you can out there. Um, you know, I always like to ask a question of everybody who's on my show. And I, 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 I can't figure a way to transition to this. So I'm going to do a hard transition to get it. When I was younger, Terry, I had someone give me a piece of advice, not knowing that it was like going to be a life changing advice, but it was. And it was a boss who basically said to me, I was a part time job. And he said, Tim, I want you to run this shift at this, this job like you own the business. And I have ever since then taken ownership of everything I've done. Have you been giving a piece of advice when you were younger that has been a driving mark for you? I apologize for my dog barking in the background, Tim. Um, he is like acting puppies. way up. He he wants to say hi. I'm sorry. Well, we, we maybe not. <laughs> Wait, maybe not. He's yeah. he's running away. Um, 
And so um, a piece of advice, you know, I kind of go back to something that was kind of more of an inspirational quote, you know, like when graduating and stuff like that. It's mm -hmm. kind of like if you you if you reach for the stars and you don't even make it, you know, you, you at least are out there with, you know, or all the other stars or you you made or you, if you shoot for the moon, at least you're being the stars or something like that. And so it's kind of that whole idea of think big. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it's something that um, if you don't think big, um, you won't have big results. And, and so that has been, you know, kind of inspired me through when I was in the retail and the buyer, you know, sometimes where you hear gut feel is, hey, we're going to go for this product. And I would say overall, I had a, a pretty good success rate. You're not going to have a bad at 1000. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, but it was that, t that confidence to think big and yeah. to, to go for it. And that really helped me, you know, throughout my whole career and to start my business. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's always good to see something like that that drives people. And I, I, I don't think some of us actually look back to like life-changing moments as, as much. And I, I consider that one of my life-changing moments. Uh, you know, it's good to see that, you know, I mean, you've got uh, that's a piece of advice we should all be getting or giving to our kids. Think big, think big, mm -hmm. think big. Um, anyway, yeah, my, yeah, my, as my stepson is buying his first house at like four times the value of the house that I'm like, that's your first house. You're supposed to be buying this like hole in the wall. And I'm like, but I taught him to think big. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. And he must be capable of buying yeah, it too, yeah. which he yeah. is, you know, you helped him think big. Want them to so. think big and they do. So it's like, it's something we passed on to the future generations and we want to pass on that advice. And it's, it's so good that we get it and we pass it on. So, mm -hmm. um, Terry, in the next couple of years, all right, as the world starts changing and opening up, all right, there are a lot of people who are going to now try and jump into events virtual and, and physical events. What is some advice you would give to people who would be listening to this podcast today about jumping into events to, to do their business, to, to, you know what I mean, advance their business? Yeah, I see a, a lot of common mistakes, especially now with the ease of people, anyone doing a virtual event, you know, basically calling or calling an event and having a Zoom meeting, but is not having, not giving enough time you know, not planning for it. Mm -hmm. And, and I've worked with some newbies into events. And I would say that is the, the one thing that they just don't realize how much time it goes into to properly do an event. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, you need to know your, your event purpose and goals. You know, you need to be able to know where are your attendees going to be coming from. Mm -hmm. And and then kind of come up with what is your marketing strategy to get those uh, those people. And that's just the planning part. You know, everyone jumps to, you know, I want, you know, flowers and a stage. And that is very, very important. And in fact, I it's so much so that I, I say experience i create experiences versus just events yeah. and and you do want to create that right environment and experience for the attendees to want to do business with the person who's having the event and and make sure that because of that experience that it keeps that client memorable and mm -hmm. um and so um but i would say timing 
just not realizing that that you have enough time. I kind of work backwards. It's kind of like when the event is, when it should be communicated, then when you need to have all the different parts put in place. And it, it takes, I mean, events can take forever, but it takes a lot longer than most people think. Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you offer like a checklist or something for the beginner or anything like that? Have you created anything like that for, for the beginner? Um, yes, I have an event checklist on my website. So mm -hmm. if anyone goes there, which is eventfuladvantage.com. And so, oh, there we go. There it shows go. right up there. And people can go there and, and it just pops up that you can get my event and I call it an event experience checklist. And I updated it to be both for online and in person. Some of the things are the same and some have to be handled a little differently. Okay. Uh, well, it's good. I mean, I always like to see people create something like that. Most people who they get into an industry, they never think, well, let me just create a checklist in the general things and not realizing how much business that draws to them. <laughs> I see you're smart like that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you know, you, you know, you've given kind of a little bit of advice to people. All right. What are some fun things that are going that, that you and your family were able to do, even though we've been locked up for 12 months? So I would have to say it would, would have been my my first year of my daughter being in the real world. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of a little bit sad about that because you know, we used to spend summers together, you know, she'd in, in between school breaks, she'd, you know, come visit me. Um, and I just thought, oh, I'm going to, when am I going to see her again? So with her being able to work remotely in her new job, um, I, she came to visit me. So she was actually with me um, from March to May. Mm -hmm. Then she came back for the month of October, and then we were together for the a month of December into January in Florida. Um, so I got to spend probably more time with her than ever before. And so that was truly a silver lining um, in, in all of this. And um, the other thing is, you know, she got to know her grandparents. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had, I had lived away from them pretty much my whole life until 2019. And so when she came to visit, she got a chance to really get to know them. And that I think that's priceless. Cool, cool. Mm -hmm. That is all. I mean, it's always good when you can actually sit back and, and calculate the blessings you had as opposed to let's talk about it. We got a lot of things we can say we were bad over the past year, but what are our blessings? And I'm glad you're able to you have a positive outlook on that. So. Mm -hmm. uh, well, one of the things I want to do before I move on to the last segment here is make sure they have that that website one more time. What is eventful, your website? Yeah, eventfuladvantage.com. Cool, cool. So, I mean, it's been great having you on the show today, getting to know quite a few <laughs> bits of interesting information that are going to be put out here for the whole universe to find now. So uh, before we close out, though, Terry, I mean, you've heard I have a little game I play with my people, right? Well, and, and, and people who know me know I just love games. <laughs> it's one way to make my event podcast, all right, exciting <laughs> and experience. Which I applaud. <laughs> so uh, basically I come up with this idea because I watched, the, I watched several interesting TV shows. And one of them was, uh, uh, was Sammy Hagar's uh, Rock and Roll Road Trip which I love the concept and I always wanted to do something like that as a concept. But at the end of it, he asks every one of these rock and roll stars, this or that type questions. He like gives two choices. 
And I thought, I can pull this off cooler than Sammy Hagar. I'm going to do it. (laughs) Anyway, so these are nine questions that I have chosen. Some of them are asked to everybody. Some of them are actually designated just for you. Um, And some of them are just random because I want to know. Okay, let's go. All right. Number one, we ask everyone, Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh, that's so tough. Um, I'm going to go Star Trek. I love that hologram thing, that transporter thing. Okay. Interesting fact. I, these, by the way, these sometimes spawn conversations. That's why we do a segment <laughs> on this. I just read this and just found out that the one of the reasons they come up with the, you know what I mean, beam me up and transporter thing was to save money. Because on the first TV show that they were doing, the cost of creating, remember, we didn't have CGI back then, the cost of creating a little model of a spaceship, taking them from the main ship down to whatever planet they were going through was an extra cost. So instead, they just created a room and they had them fade out of the room and fade onto wherever planet was. It was to save money. Oh, well, I think it's genius. I, I love that. <laughs> I, like, I had no idea. And I'm like, that's genius. Yes. <laughs> Saves money. And it's this cool thing we all want to talk about. All right. Uh, okay, moving on. Next question. All right. In the world of, it could be the world of COVID or it could be world in general, because I know our world, mostly we work from home and then we go out to events. Are you a yoga pants girl or are you a dress up kind of girl? At home or out? at home? Yeah. At home. Okay. So I'm both. Or I have to pick this or that, right? Okay. So I have to. Okay. <laughs> well, you don't see what's the waist down to. I know, that's exactly <laughs> what I was doing with that. <laughs> Nobody knows what we're wearing from the waist down anymore. It's yoga pants waist down. And so, yeah. And even slippers and bare feet. Oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> Bare feet, yeah, flip-flops all through the winter. I, I just don't get that. But yep. Yeah, same thing here, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had one of the first speaking gigs I did virtually. I had a picture. Suit, jacket, nice shirt, pajamas. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> now, there's a, that Folgers commercial where, you know, they show the guy in his boxer briefs, you know, and, and everyone can see, you know, and they say, they make the jingle go to, we can see what you're wearing or yeah. not wearing, you know. <laughs> hey, it's not so bad. You remember early on in the Zoom age where the girl went to the bathroom and took her phone with her? You know what? That happened a lot. That happened a lot. I know most people have had some kind of weird experience like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or someone getting out of the shower and not realizing you're on Zoom, and so someone's significant yeah. other is naked and behind them. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so then we go back into more clothing. I got to ask though. I mean, you you were in the South. You're in the North. Are you a heels girl or are you a boots girl? Oh my, well, no cowboy boots, I have to say, okay. but, um, um, but I do wear like fun boots, Yeah. you know? And so, um, I'm probably more of a, a casual fun boot. Um, other times, like when I do speaking or, um, you know, events where I'm in front of the room, I'll put on the heels. Yeah. Uh, do you know, uh, I can't think of her name, Society of Women with, who, uh, with Red Shoes or Society of Women, uh, I can't think of her name right now, here in Dallas. I don't know if you know her. I can't think of her. She basically has this whole thing for helping women 
Uh, and it was based on the fact that she got this thing of red shoes when she to get a job. And I can't remember her name. I'm friends yeah, with her on I, Facebook too. Anyway. Well, I like that she's doing a good cause. So. She is. She's doing a really good mm -hmm. cause. And she's been involved with it for many, many years here in the Dallas area. I've gone to many of her events and sponsored them and because uh, it's a huge thing helping women. She just, every now and then they want to do like ties and I don't wear ties. So it's like <laughs> men, she does, she does this, shoe, this shoe judging thing at the, every event and then it's men in ties. And I'm like, well, I'm never going to be in it because I don't wear ties. <laughs> I do have to say Dallas is a little bit more dressed up than Madison, Wisconsin. Well, of course we have summer down here. <laughs> Come on. We have summer for about six weeks. Oh, you're up to six weeks now. I thought it was three weeks in July well, sometime. Yeah. <laughs> it's all perspective, you know, 45 degrees plus here, people wear shorts. So so my mom in 2018, my mom moved here to Dallas from Pennsylvania. All right. And she's all the time on me. Well, what do you need a heavy coat for? I'm like, yeah, you just wait, mom. When I moved here in 98, I had a pastor from my church say, you know what I mean? You're going to love it. The first two years, you're going to walk outside with next to no shirt, next no clothes on. And you go, man, winter's not that bad. He said, but after you're here five years, you are going to get a 50 degree morning and you're going to go, oh my God, I'm freezing. He was right. You, you know what? You know, I was there four years and my first winter back in like the north was painful. And then my dog that you heard being obnoxious before, he's a Dallas dog. Mm -hmm. And and now he requires sweaters and parka and boots, you know, to go outside. <laughs> he just shivers. <laughs> I get it. So. All right, moving on. All right. I know this one here is my favorite food topic. I like to ask taco or hamburger. Ooh, taco. Taco, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, do, do you miss places like Fuzzy's Tacos? I'm just curious. I like torchies. Torchies. Yeah, we tried torchies. Mom and I tried torchies. I'm I'm more of a fuzzies than torchies. Ah, um, okay. Yeah, torch, I think torchies is because they don't they have a limited menu. Basis like, you know, whereas Fuzzy's has a more broad menu, menu, but Best tacos when I worked at the car wash in the in the early uh, 2000s was this kid who used to come by and make tacos out of the trunk of his car. That is the best tacos I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, there there are more limited choices here. They do have some tacos or some people trying to resemble the kind of the tacos that Dallas has or Texas Texas yeah. has, but really miss them. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about uh, are, are you a glass of wine or a glass of beer drinker? <laughs> Both. <laughs> um, I, I <laughs> one on one hand, one on the other. Yeah, okay, hey, start the start the night off one place, finish it somewhere else. Yeah. So, not that known of fact, I'm also a wine ambassador, and so I do really enjoy wine, and I actually sell wine and then use wine for events. Um, but Wisconsin is beer country, yeah. and so along with the Packers and cheese come beer, and so um, I like my beer too. I'm going to tell you the one great thing I like about like that I've, I had in Wisconsin. Um, we were where's where's the Harley Davidson? Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. We were, that's where I proposed to my wife in Milwaukee at the really? museum. Yeah. Um, and we were staying at the hotel just down the street from the Milwaukee, from the, from the Harley museum. And we went to the bar and decided to get a bloody Mary one morning. Oh, they're the best. The bloody Mary's in Wisconsin. All right. This thing's got like, you know, a, a beef stick into it, a pickle into it, a pepper into it, a cucumber into it. It's like, 
It's like a salad inside of a Bloody Mary. Yes, yes. And then did you get a beer chaser with it? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. And the guy said, you got to have a beer chaser with it in Wisconsin. Now, I was in Florida for a conference two or three years ago, and my change of plane was Milwaukee to fly back home to Dallas. <laughs> and I said, well, the one thing I'm getting is a Bloody Mary in the airport. <laughs> well, what's kind of interesting is a lot of Wisconsin people go south for the winter. So that my parents are actually snowbirds, and they're in Florida right now. Mm-hmm. And they were showing, my sister is visiting, and they were showing me those Bloody Marys, like you described, you know, where they kind of come out all over with all sorts of different things. And so I asked, did you get a beer chaser? And they said, only in Wisconsin. But Uh it happened to be Bloody Marys are starting to get like that because of people from Wisconsin going south and starting up those Bloody Marys, those super Bloody Marys. I'm just, I'm I'm, I'm changing something. But down here, all right, I've spent a little bit of time in Tennessee. So I'm going to tell you about a Bloody Mary that I make. Okay. With a Tennessee twist. It's not vodka. It's moonshine. Whoa. Whoa. Now that will start your day good. It's a little bit of sweetener because moonshine is made, most of that American moonshine whiskey is made with corn more. So it's got that corn sweetness to it as opposed to vodka potato salty. Ah. It's a different taste. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm all about experiences, so it sounds like I need to get to Tennessee and to experience that. Maybe, just maybe, I need to put on an event in Nashville, Tennessee, and you need to be my event planner. Uh, hey, I'm there. We, we, we need to raise, mm-hmm. the, there's an we, idea we're creating. There we go. <laughs> so let's move on here. My next one here is, all right, since you're in the north, all right, versus a south thing, snowball fight or water balloon fight? Oh, water balloon flight. <laughs> you know what? I'm born and raised in the snow, but I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, this was uh, 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 a boiler maker. Yeah, <laughs> pop up, and I had to bring it up. So, anyway, um, then I go something that work, works with you. All right, live events or virtual? Which one do you prefer? I prefer the live or yeah. in person, I should say, because you can do live virtual and live in person. Yeah. So the in person, they're the yeah. best. Cool. So my last two questions are the controversial ones that I ask everybody. Uh oh. This next question has got records behind it. All right. The toilet paper, does it go over on the roll or under? I'm sorry. I'm going to be very complex. It depends on the placement of the toilet bowl to the, the to the toilet paper, and and what most convenient to the hand. And so I can go over or I can go under. Uh huh. It's it's complicated. And my and my all right now downstairs bathrooms, our bathroom. This is my mm-hmm. office bathroom, which is the only room. This bathroom here, the only room in this house that wasn't renovated when we rebuilt this condo. It's still the original the way it was. The toilet paper on the back of the toilet, just sitting there. <laughs> just to let you guys know, I'm a guy. <laughs> so in my last one, Terry, that I love to ask everybody, and I ask the women, I know, I don't know if it's proper or not, but boxers or briefs. Oh, goodness. Again, that's complicated. <laughs> why i will go with the boxers okay it's all about what you prefer (laughs) well no there's more to it than that (laughs) 
Okay. Uh, you know, some of the interesting questions I've had on some of these over the years, the boxers of briefs was this girl who was down in Florida who was on the podcast last year. And she said, by the time I get him down that far, I hope he's got nothing on. All right. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Uh, to the toilet paper question, the most interesting was Cammie Baker from, I don't know if you know Cammie from up in New Hampshire, and Cammie says, I'm a single girl. I go to that guy's house, and if his toilet paper is under, and I do it, I change it to over three times, I break up with him. This event, this, this relationship's going nowhere. Anyway, so they, again, I ask the questions, I get some of the most interesting answers on the planet. Uh, anyway. You, you could write a book about that, Tim. I know that could be that could be my next mm -hmm. book. Yeah, boxers or briefs are or toilet paper under over. Anyway, and 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 you could do an event around it. <laughs> and wouldn't that be interesting? <laughs> we could make an experience. I'll be your I event could, planner. I could, start, I, wait, I could put a poll in for my events, Terry. All right, and just slip that question in there. <laughs> Has nothing to do with the event. But we're just going to slip it in there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> What a fun day this has been having you on the show today, Terry. Uh, one more time, tell it for the audio people as well so they, they get that uh, website to come check you out and get that download of that free uh, checklist for events. Um, yes, please go to eventfuladvantage, all one word, dot com. Cool, cool. Well, Terry, then I appreciate you so much for being on our show today. It's been great having you as a guest. Well, Tim, thank you so much. It's been really great to see you again. Mm -hmm. And um glad you guys survived the cold of Dallas. And, and Snowmageddon uh, great to be here. On, we had sure. it here in Dallas. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so thank you so much for being on. To you, the listener, I want to thank you guys for listening in, tuning in. All right, go to eventfuladvantage.com. Check out Terry, all right, and see what she can do to help you and your company do events. I mean, because after all, I'm still stuck with this event thing. Even though we do it every month virtually, we're going to do them live again someday. Go check her out and be sure and subscribe to our podcast, TimGilletteShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts, as well as our YouTube channel. I'll be back tomorrow with another guest on the Tim Gillette Show. I'll see you then. Bye now. Mm -hmm.